0: This story took place at a Malava Malka, a meal after Shabbos, in the court of the great Rebbe, the Bubba of a Rebbe, Rabbi Shlomo Halberstam, in Borough Park. Of course, it was very festive. All the Hasidim were there, wearing their traditional strimals, their fur hats. But there was one Hasid that stood out from the whole crowd because he was wearing a Chabad-style hat and not a strimal. And that Hasid's name was Reb Pinchas, Reb Pinchas was from Sydney, Australia. And growing up, he grew up in a Zionist home and on a trip to Israel, became connected to Chabad Lubavitch and eventually became a Chabad Hasid. and later found out that he was even a descendant of the third Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek. And after that, Reb Pinchas would travel to New York to visit the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And on one of those trips, a friend of his who was a Babover Hasid asked Reb Pinchas to meet his Rebbe. And during the meal of the Malava Malka, the Bab of a Rebbe turns to Reb Pinchas and he says, Since you're a chassid of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, I'd like you to please be a Shaliach for me, a messenger for me, to do a dvar mitzvah, an act that would be a mitzvah. And Reb Pinchas is listening attentively, and the Bab of a Rebbe says, A little while back, there was a young couple in our community here, and shortly after they got married, the wife decided that she didn't want to be married to her husband. The husband did not want to give her a get, a divorce, and her parents wanted her to remain in the marriage. And this went on for many months with the husband and the family trying to influence the daughter to stay married. And at some point, she snapped. She broke. She didn't feel comfortable at home with her husband. She didn't feel comfortable in her old home with her parents. And at some point, she simply disappeared and nobody knew where she was. There were rumors that maybe she was in Australia and since you're from Australia, maybe you could find her. And so Repincha says to the Rebbe, the Babuver Rebbe, Do you realize, Rebbe, that Australia is an enormous country? It's as big as the entire United States. And you have no idea where this woman is or any clues to work with? And you expect me to find her? And the Bubavar says, Yes, exactly. That's why I need you to help me. Please go to your great Rebbe, the Labavacher Rebbe, and ask him on my behalf if he would be willing to give you some advice on how to find this woman. And so Reb Pinchas, he said, okay. And a few days later, he was about to go back to Australia. And there was Yechidus, there was a special one-on-one with the Rebbe for anybody going overseas, so the Rebbe could give his blessing for anyone traveling abroad. And when it was Reb Pinchas' turn to enter the Rebbe's room, he told the Rebbe what the Baba Rebbe had told him. And the Rebbe listened. And he said, when you go back to Australia, maybe a week after, I want you to take a trip to Brisbane. And of course, the Rebbe didn't explain anything else. And the Hasid thanked the Rebbe, and he took the 22-hour flight back to Sydney. And about a week later, he buys a ticket to go to Brisbane, which is about an hour and a half away. And of course, he has no idea where he's going, what he's supposed to do. In those days, there was a very small Jewish community in Brisbane. There was no Chabad house there at the time. And so any Jew that would be living there would be very isolated. He takes a seat on the plane. There's a woman that sits next to him. And as the flight is going, the woman turns to Repinchas. She says, excuse me, sir. I can see by the way you're dressed that you're obviously a Jew. Can I ask you some questions? And he said, sure. And she explained that she's Greek Orthodox, that she's a Christian. And she had all kinds of theological questions regarding the Hebrew Bible. And at the end of the conversation, she said to Repinchas, "Tell me, how do Jews relate to other Jews who have left the religion?" And Reb Pinchas said, "Do you mean become another religion, or just distance themselves from the religion?" And she said, "Distance themselves." So he said, "Well, we embrace anyone with open arms that's taken a little break from a life of Torah mitzvot and would like to come home again. There's no criticism." On the contrary, we'd love to meet somebody like that. And so this woman says to Repinchas, I own a chain of women's clothing stores around Australia. And in Karen's, I happen to have a store where there's an American girl working for me. And we became very close. She shared a story with me. She grew up in a very religious community. She got married. Things didn't work out. And she wanted to flee to the other end of the world. And she ended up working for me in one of my stores. And so I'm curious, and that's why I asked you how people would treat somebody like her. And Rebinchasi he realizes right away. This is probably why the Lubavitcher Rebbe told him to get on a plane and how amazing it is. The Rebbe said, you know, like a week or so later, just get on a plane and go to Brisbane. And here he is. And he tells this woman, You want to know why I'm on the plane? And she said, You know, I was actually thinking that. What is somebody looking like you doing coming to a place where there really aren't any Jews? And he said, Well, I met the Baba Varebi in Borough Park, and he asked me to speak with the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and told me basically to randomly get on a plane, and I had no idea where I was going or what I'm supposed to do, but I think you might be the person that I'm looking for. This woman was so excited, she told Reb Pinchas, I'm willing to arrange for everything for you, to go and meet this girl in my other store, I'll pay for your trip, I'll pay for anything, and he said, no, it's fine, just give me the information, and I'll keep you updated afterwards. And so they landed in Brisbane, and he got himself a flight to Karen's, and when he gets there, he goes to the woman's other store, and he walks inside, and he asks if he can meet this woman. He's told by the staff that they're the morning shift, and she comes in, she's the afternoon evening shift, and so he decides to just walk around town. He goes and gets himself a little drink. He's getting very nervous because he's afraid of what's going to happen when he confronts her, but eventually he sees this girl. There was an innocence about her that he knew could only come from somebody who grew up in a very religious home. And he goes over to her, and as soon as she sees a religious Jew, she says to him, What are you doing here? And when he hears her American accent, he knows that he found the right person. And he said, The Lubavitcher Rebbe sent me. She told him, I don't want to talk with you. Get out of here. And so he left. But a couple hours later, he came back again. He said, listen, I have to tell you this story. I was in New York and I met the Baba Varebi who sent me to the Lubavitcher Rebbe who told me when I come back to Australia to just get on some random plane to Brisbane. And there I met the woman that owns the store that you work for. And she told me about you. And I'm here just to listen to you. And the woman said, okay, but I'm working now. Meet me after work. And Pinchas, he sat outside and waited for the store to close. And he waits for the woman to come out. And she said to him, all I want is a get. I just want a divorce and to get on with my life. And Reb Pinchas said, I know from the Rebbe that your husband is willing to give you a get now. And that your parents have no demands of you. They just want you to have communication with them. She said, I'm certainly not moving back there. But if you can get the get for me, I'm willing to consider coming closer to Judaism again. And so Reb Pinchas called back, got a hold of the above of Rebbe, who got a hold of the family, who were able to arrange a messenger to bring the get to Repinchas? who brought the get to this woman who finally divorced her husband, and she felt free enough to now continue with her life. She decided to go to university, and there at university, she was a bit lonely and missing a little bit of Judaism. She decided to go to the Chabad house on campus, and at first she just went Friday night for the meals. But eventually she came for Shabbos day as well and would stay the whole Shabbos. And little by little, she made her way back to becoming a Torah observant Jew. And eventually she met her second husband, got remarried, gave birth to many children. And as a result of the Rebbe, both of the Rebbies, caring so much for her, she decided to become a Hasid of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And all of that was from the simple faith of really the Bubba of a Rebbe In the Chassid of the Lebavit Rebbe, that if Hashem wanted this woman to find her way back to her roots, anything is possible. One more story for you. I'm telling stories about Shaduchim since it's Tuba Av. There was a man here in Israel who was around 40 years old and had a hearing impairment. And he lived in the south, in Ashtod, and had recently become a little bit of a Baal Tshuva. He decided that he wanted to cover his head, but it embarrassed him to wear a kippah. So he wore a little cap, sometimes a baseball cap, sometimes a casquette. And that day when he was going to work on the bus, he was in his work clothes with a hat that kind of looked a little strange. And people here in Israel sometimes are a little on edge. I can understand. I remember the second intifada and buses being blown up. And you get on the bus, even till today, I look at people and I look them up and down. So there was one of the passengers on the bus who saw this 40-year-old man dressed in a bit of a strange way. And he was worried that maybe he was a terrorist, God forbid. And the man happened to be from from a Jew, of course, but descendants of Jews from Middle Eastern countries. And he had dark skin and the cap and the clothes were a little strange. And because he couldn't hear well, his body language was a little off as well. And this passenger decided that maybe this guy was possibly an Arab about to carry out a terrorist attack. He asked one of the other passengers, what do you think? And the other passenger also thought that this guy seemed suspicious. And all the other passengers are starting to talk, but this man who couldn't hear very well, he didn't notice that everyone was talking about him, which made them even more suspicious. And so he goes to the driver and he says to the driver, I think we might have a terrorist on the bus. And the driver says, what? He said, yeah, the guy is behaving strangely. He's got dark skin. His hat is strange, his clothes are strange. Something is off with this guy. And so the driver stopped the bus. And the driver says, Shalom. And the guy says, Shalom. And he says, Mefota, where are you from? He says, from Ashtod. And he's speaking in perfect Hebrew. And the driver realizes that it was a mistake. And this guy says to the driver, what, what are you asking me questions for? The driver said, it's fine. It's fine. He said, no, no, no. What are you asking me for? He said, well, some people thought you were a terrorist. And this man became so angry. He was so hurt and embarrassed. He stood up and he told the whole bus, I'm not forgiving you for what you did to me. And all the passengers came over and they said, we're really sorry. We were mistaken. We're sorry. We didn't mean to misidentify you. It was a mistake. And he says, nope, I'm not forgiving you. One of the passengers on the bus called his Rosh Hashiva and he said to him, what are we supposed to do? We misidentified somebody who has a hearing impairment. He's dressed in a strange way and he refuses to forgive any of us. He says he'll never forgive us. So the Rosh Hashiva said, put the guy on the phone and let me speak with him. And they give the phone to this hearing-impaired guy. And he says, a big rabbi wants to talk with you. And the rabbi said, can you please come to my yeshiva tomorrow? After davening, I'll be happy to talk with you. And this Jew who had just really become a Baal tshuva, was very impressed that a big Rosh yeshiva wants to speak with him. And he goes the next morning. And he sits and starts asking him, tell me your story. And the guy says, well, recently it became a Baal tshuva. And you know, because of my hearing impairment, I'm having a really hard time with Shaduchim. I'm having a hard time getting married. And the Rosh Hashiva said, I'm going to make you a promise. If you forgive everyone on the bus, Hashem will look at this and he'll say, here is somebody who is so hurt and he's able to forgive. And just like you open your heart to forgive, Hashem will open the gates of Shaduchim for you to find your wife. And then he added, and let me tell you, when the gates of Shaduchim in heaven are open, things move very quickly. And so this man thought it over. And he figured it's a good deal. He'll give up being angry at everyone on the bus. Maybe Hashem will give him his wife. And so he agreed to forgive everyone who suspected him of being a terrorist. And on his way out of the yeshiva, he meets a young guy who's driving back to Ashtod. And he offers to give this guy a ride. The two of them are riding together. And the driver says to the hearing impaired guy, what are you doing in the yeshiva? He said, well, rosh Yeshiva convinced me to forgive a whole bus of accusing me of being a terrorist. And the guy said, tell me, what are you doing? Tells him about his work. And he says, tell me, are you married? And he says, no, actually, the rabbi promised me that if I forgave everyone on the bus, the gates of Sheduchim in heaven would be open. And this guy says, you know what? My wife's sister is also an older single, and she recently became a Balachuva. She also started coming closer to Judaism. And she also has a medical condition. And your hearing impairment wouldn't bother her at all. And a few days later, the couple met. And they really hit it off. They found that they had a lot in common. And the fact that each of them had a medical condition made it easier to accept the other. And a few months after that, the couple got engaged. And the rabbi who performed the wedding was the same Rosh Hashiva who had promised that if you forgive, the gates of Shaduchim would be open. And so, my sweetest friends... Of course, forgiveness is important, but just being nice to one another is also important. And when you're nice to people, most of the time, people are nice back to you. And so any opportunity you have to say something nice to another person, please do it. You'll see that it'll make you feel better. It'll make them feel better. Bezat Hashem, it'll open the gates of davening in heaven. Whatever you're davening for, things will move very quickly in a positive way. Uh. Thank you so much for listening, as always, my sweetest friends. I'm so grateful that the three weeks are over, especially the nine days. And now we're heading very quickly towards Elul. Make sure you get ready. Great days are coming. And please keep on sharing the podcast with your friends. Thank you to all the supporters and all the listeners and all the people that write to me and leave me comments and stop me on the street in Jerusalem. And if you'd like to become a supporter, my sweetest friends, just go to my website. You'll see there's a link that says be a supporter and you'll see different options for sending in a contribution. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Shabbos. And until our next story next week, Zai